Let's do that hockey. You're listening to the Dauber Prospects Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Harling, and this episode is the next installment of our World Junior Championship preview series. And this episode is going to focus on Team Sweden. And I'm really pleased right now to be joined by my guest, returning guest member, Jimmy Hamron. Jimmy, you were on in the first season way back when, uh, three years ago, I guess. And uh, it's really great to have you back on, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, th- thanks for having me. Uh, so if anyone missed that episode or, or forgets who Jimmy is, Jimmy is uh, a Swedish-based hockey prospect writer. He uh, writes prospects for McKean's, who we are good friends with and, and love the work that they do. He provides some pretty solid content for them. He's also a podcast host for Timra Podden. So <laughs> if, you, if you speak Swedish, uh, there's a podcast that you're going to want to to, to look up you can find it on uh soundcloud and um uh spotify and, and stitcher i think you said yes right on and if you want to give jimmy a follow please do so his twitter account is jimmy hamron j-i-m-m-y-h-a-m-r-i-n and if you want to follow his podcast it's at tim Rapodden. all right so jimmy let's talk about uh world juniors and what we're going to be looking at with uh, Team Sweden coming up. So Sweden has that really interesting uh, record of, I don't even know how many games it is where they've gone undefeated in uh, (laughs) in preliminary round-robin games and then um, coming up short uh, with a medal. Um, Quarterfinal loss, uh, they got a silver medal in 20, uh, they lost the bronze, three years in a row. Um, so, I mean, Sweden's a team that, that ice is a good team every year, has a tremendous uh, preliminary round, and then always kind of seems to struggle in the medal round. Um, looking at their roster this season, uh, I have some question marks about how they're going to play. Um, I, I'm really unfamiliar with any of their goalies. Uh, they've got a great defense, and uh, like we just said a minute ago, I'm really curious who's going to play center, number one center for this team. So my outlook for Sweden this season is is going to be, uh, for this World Junior, is uh, they're going to be in tight. Um, fortunately, they're playing in Group A, which uh, has their arch-rival Finland, so they'll no doubt be able to get up for that game. Um, and then the rest of that group consists of Kazakhstan, Switzerland, and Slovakia. So if they, you know, if they picked a year to have not their best roster, they, they picked the right year to be uh, in this group where uh, they might still be able to come up with enough wins. Um, what's your outlook for the turn for the team this tournament? Uh, well, it, I think it's both sides with the with the group. Uh, it's it's an eats easier group, but then it will also be an much dif- more difficult uh, quarterfinal, I guess. Uh, if they finish second, you know, it's probably either Canada, Russia, or USA in the quarterfinal already. So uh, I don't know if it's <laughs> good, good or bad to, to be in an easier group. But uh, as you mentioned, uh, Sweden always wins all the uh, preliminary games. Even last year when they lost in the quarterfinals, they beat both Finland and USA in the 
uh, in the round robin there. So, uh, well, it's it's an interesting tournament in, in that way, and I, I think it's. Uh, I don't really like when the groups are balanced this way. Uh, I feel sorry for the host Czechs and and the Germany who has an has an exciting team this year. So they would play the toughest competitions uh, as well. So it's it's a weird tournament that way. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, it but you know what? It always makes for for good theater, and the World Juniors is always pretty much some of the best hockey that you watch all year round. Um, so that, that, that'll just be a little sidebar storyline that, that goes along with this tournament. Um, so let's take a look at the roster. Let, let's cut into it. And uh, I tend to start with goaltending. And I really want to start with goaltending with you um, with this team as well, because I don't really have a lot of familiarity with the players that have been named to this team. Uh, first of all, let's also point out that the roster is pretty much set. So for most of the other countries, there's a couple of cuts yet to come. But uh, doing a head count, it looks like Sweden's roster is, is pretty much set. So the three goaltenders that uh, they have on their roster are Hugo Almfelt, uh, Jesper Eliasson, and Eric Portillo. So Almfelt is playing in the SHL. Eliasson is in um, the Allsvenken League and uh, Portillo is over here in, in the USHL. Um, also, please feel free to correct my pronunciation of, of these names that I say wrong. Um, so who, who, do we, who do we think is going to be the, the starting goalie, or, or are they going to play that out during the, during the games? Uh, I think the biggest favorite for that spot is uh, Olnefeldt. Uh, he, he was really, really good when Sweden won the U18 gold uh, this spring. Uh, he was the starter there and was really good in the in the medal games there, and uh, he has also, uh, you know, there there were some injuries on his team, and he a little early got a chance at the Swedish Hockey League. It's not common for eighteen year olds, eighteen year old goalies to play in the Swedish Hockey League, but he has done really really well and has some good numbers there. So uh, I guess uh, most people uh, think he is going to be the starter i'd like to to give eric portillo a chance i really like him i if you would have asked me this summer i'd say he would be the starter he he was really good last season in the super elite uh really big goalie six six uh tall and uh i think he's doing i haven't seen anything in the us hl but uh, i think he's doing well there uh, too. So he's a goalie that I really like. He's really poised, big, big goalie. And but uh, you know, it's hard to to not see what Olnefeldt has done it in the Swedish Hockey League. So I think he, it's it's his uh, it's his position to lose, I guess. Right. He's the youngest um, of the three. He's just yeah. drafted by I think it was Buffalo. No, it's uh, Tampa Bay. I Tampa think. Bay, right. Yeah, Portillo is Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's a Tampa Bay prospect, and he's playing pro hockey right now And as an 18-year-old. Is he getting a lot of games? Uh, yeah, I think for an 18-year-old. So, uh, But it, he, he's uh, not, you know, uh, the certain starter for that team. So he's played eight games so far in the Swedish Hockey League and four games down with the Super League team. But... Uh, you know, uh, in the eight games in the Swedish Hockey League, he's uh, 
9-2-0 uh, in save percentage. So he, he has been <laughs> pretty impressive. Uh, and I think also the, the way he, he showed and grew during the tournament in, uh, in for the U18s this uh, spring, I, I think was really impressive too. So uh, I, I'm pretty confident that he can do a, a good tournament here as well. Right on. So he's a player trending in the right direction. Do you think he's yes. trending hard enough in the right direction that um, he should be someone to consider to be fantasy relevant and that in the next um, several years he could play his way into the NHL? Yeah, I think so. He he has the size. He, he has the compete level, I think. He's a good hockey sense as well. So uh, he, he has the tools. So, uh, But, you know, go, uh, I, I'm not a fantasy hockey player myself, but I think... Uh, um, goalies, I think, is kind of voodoo when they're young. Yeah, uh, you never really know where they're going. But uh, he has the tools, and he, he seems to have the the psychic mentality uh, to it also, and kind of a uh, steps up in big games. You know that clutch, and, and that's always good to have. All right, so that's a player that I uh, that I'll be curious to see how he performs. Uh, let's move up onto their blue line where I think this is the strength of the team. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but I, I kind of like a lot of the names that I'm, I'm looking at here. Um, starting with Rasmus Sandin, Toronto Maple Leafs prospect. Um, I got a lot of opportunity to watch him play. Um, uh, he's playing in, in my province and I, I go to the Marley games as often as I can. And I subscribe to Leafs TV. So I watch him on TV a lot too. So I'm pretty familiar with him. I really like his his all-around game. I don't think he has any glaring weaknesses in his game, but uh, I don't think he's got number one defenseman upside. He doesn't really excel in, in any one area exceptionally, um, but uh, I think he's a, an absolutely outstanding defenseman that should be uh, part of the anchor of, of that blue line. Um, how familiar are you with, with Rasmus Sandin, and do you like him as much as I do? Uh, yeah, I, re- I really like him. I uh, haven't seen him much the, the latest seasons, but you know, I, I yeah. saw him a lot, a lot uh, earlier when he was in Sweden and uh, he played World Juniors last year and was, you know, really, really good there as well. And I think he has like, what, well, has like 40 points in 60 games as a junior player in American Hockey League. And that's pretty amazing. But, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with you, you know. Uh, I mean, the first defenseman, I think that's that's pretty hard, but he's, he's a really good defenseman for, what was he, like the 29th pick or something for the Maple Leafs? So, a uh, really good pick there by the Maple Leafs. Right. Uh, okay, so let's talk about someone who you, you get to watch a little bit more live on a regular basis. Um, and let's bring up uh, New York Rangers prospect uh, Nils Lundqvist. Uh, he is playing... In the SHL, he's got 17 points in 24 games. That's fantasy relevant uh, as a 19-year-old. Uh, that's that's very impressive. Um, one of the comments that I've been getting from uh, the Finland and Russia interviews that I've done that the players in and the junior players in those league, you know, the teenagers, 18 and 19-year-old that are playing in the the Liga and the KHL, um, struggle to get quality minutes. Uh, just before we talk about Lundqvist, is that kind of consistent with the SHL as well in your opinion or does it kind of dependent on the team or the player uh, I think all, all of it uh, it's, yeah. it's relevant I think you know we had uh, Adam Boquist you know a fantastic talent he was a 
top 10 pick, you know, he didn't seem to get any ice time at all. Uh, you know, you look at him now, he's, he's playing in the NHL and he's not even, they didn't even loan him for this tournament. Uh, uh, so he went to play junior in Canada and made his development that way. You know, he, he was a bit too high risky when he played. So I think games are very important. You know, you, you can lose your, you can be relegated from the leagues. And uh, I, I think it's tough for coaches to play these young players. Uh, Lundqvist, uh, Nils Lundqvist here, he, he had that problem last year. He, he didn't get quality ice time. And, you know, I, I was, I was, me and many others were pretty unsure of his development. You know, he had kind of a middle season, you know, he looked very exciting his draft year, but last year was, ah, but this year, you know, I, I saw him in the summer showcase. I think he was the best defenseman there on the Swedish team. He was really amazing in those games and, uh, and all, all this fall here in the SHL, he's been great and been a, a top-line defenseman and one of the best defensemen in the whole league. So uh, I think Sweden is pretty set on, on defense here with Sandin and Lundqvist as, as a top pair. Right, yeah, he's a first-round 28th overall pick in the 2018 draft by the Rangers. Um, yeah. you know, his, his season last year, he put up 10 points in 41 games, which is kind of underwhelming even for a defenseman. But yeah, man, this year, 17 points already ex- far exceeded last year's point total in uh, like half the games, 24 games. Um, you know, he played in the World Juniors for Sweden last year and he had a couple of points there as well. Um, so this is his his final year of eligibility for the World Juniors. Um, should be his his best performance of his career, I would think. Yeah, yeah, uh, c- certainly so. And I think his skating, you know, is better this season. And he's, he's always been very, very, very smart. I saw him. Uh, he grew late, too. So I, I saw him as a 16-year-old, uh, 15, 16-year-old. And he, he was always the smartest player on the ice. But he was very, very small then. So he, he grew late, too. And I think he's... Uh, physically uh, maturing now, and I, I think we see that in in his uh, fast development this year. Okay, um, moving on on the blue line, there's uh, there's a number of 18 year olds on this roster that I'm I'm kind of interested in. You got Philip Broberg, Tobias Bjornfort, and Victor Soderstrom, who are all 18 years old. Uh, those would, uh, in my opinion, I think that's where we we line up with the next tier of defensemen and then you go back to uh, a couple of 19 year olds as more defensively responsible anchors um so between broberg soderstrom and, and uh tobias bjornfort uh broberg is edmonton oilers soderstrom's arizona and bjornfort is los angeles king's prospects los angeles has a lot of prospects in this tournament um which one do you think was uh has going to have the most impact in this tournament let's start there between those three broberg soderstrom and bjornfort <laughs> well they're, they're all they're contributing in very different ways i, I think the one you will uh, see uh, the most clearest you know if you watch sweden play you know who's going to excite you the most i think is broberg you know he has this electric skating he's he he has been electrifying in the Swedish hockey. He hadn't produced many points, but he you know he's had some great rushes, and you know you just see the talent there. You know uh, uh, he will excite uh, the crowd and, and the guys who watch the TV. Uh, Soderstrom, yeah, I think he he he's the smartest one. I think he's. Uh, 
uh, very skilled, smart. He's been really good since he came back to the Swedish Hockey League after the camp in Arizona. And Bjornfoot started to play uh, this season with the Kings since and playing in the American Hockey League now. A great two-way defenseman, you know, with, with a lot of poise. So it's hard to say, you know, which one of them is going to be be the better. I think all three of them are going to be NHL defensemen in the future. And uh, I'm very excited about all three of them. Sweden has... Uh, just a tremendous defensive core this this year. And I will also say about the guys you didn't mention there, a guy that can be a really eye-opener in this tournament, and that's Matthias Norlinder, a Montreal pick. I really like this. This this kid also has an amazing skating. I, I think he's going to be an NHL player too, even if he got drafted. He didn't even get drafted in his draft year, so it was a later pick uh, this last season, or maybe it's the second or third round, something like that. But he he he's also a guy I think you should watch for the future. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I've brought up his profile here on Elite Prospects. Um, yeah, you're right. He's just drafted in 2019, so he's a D plus one overage draft player. Um, he's 19 years old. Uh, he's a third round pick by the Habs, 64th overall. Um, that's uh, that's an interesting player. So I'll be very curious to watch uh, him because one of the things I like about players who are uh, overage in their in their draft that are already drafted at 18 or 19 years old is you have one less year where you have to put them on your fantasy roster and and sit and wait and find out what you have. The older they are, the faster you you know if they're going to make it to the NHL or not, and if they are, what what kind of impact that they'll have. So I kind of really like the older players. Um, The younger players get drafted in their initial draft, obviously have a higher upside. Um, so, you know, keep the first couple rounds of your draft dedicated towards those guys, but why not take a shot at a guy like this with a, with a later round or, or as a free agent in your fantasy league? Um, you know, he's got 14 points in 28 games this season in all Svenskan. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, good on. Right on. Uh, so that's interesting. That's a player I'll, I'll be looking for. All right. So that's kind of covers their defense. Would you agree with me that that is that's the strength of the team. I've said that a couple of times so far. Yeah, I think Sweden's Sweden's the Sweden's decor is the best in the whole tournament. I'd say. Uh, yeah. Uh, and to think, I mean, pre, you know, we're a big hockey country, but you know, we're we're a small country. You know, we don't have as many players as Canada, U.S., or Russia has. But I mean, we have uh, Rasmus Dalin and Adam Bokis in the NHL as well. So. <laughs> It's a, I don't know what Sweden did a couple of years ago with developing defensemen, but this, the latest, uh, the last year's team, this year's team, and the next year's team is going to be uh, pretty filled at uh, defense. Is that the Nicholas Lindstrom influence, do you think? Yeah, and also Eric Carlson, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, those two are, are, are the big, <laughs> the big uh, idols for young demon. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, you're right. Sweden is a, is a defense machine. Um, okay, so the strength of their team is is defense. A little bit of unknown uh, in goal. And then if we don't think this is going to be Sweden's year, because to your point, even if they make it into the medal round, their, their first round opponent is going to be a juggernaut. Um, one sidebar that'll be really interesting to watch is they've got two draft-eligible prospects on their forward roster that are bound and set to be top five picks uh, in the NHL draft coming up 
this September in uh, Montreal. And I'm talking about Lucas Raymond and Alexander Holtz. So we just recently did our fantasy ranking of the draft and Lucas Raymond ranked third overall. Uh, I think he's probably going to be the third overall picked player in the draft after Lafreniere and Byfeld or Byfeld and Lafreniere. Um, Tell me a little bit about Lucas Raymond. I imagine you must be uh, very familiar with him having watched him for a few years now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know, he's he's a creative player, and that, that's what I like about him. You know, he drives play. He's very creative. Uh, does everything pretty good offensively. You know, he has a good shot. He, he's a good playmaker. But I, I think the creativity stands out for me. You know, he he isn't... You know, uh, some players do, with success, uh, I'd say, uh, the same thing all over again when they when they attack. He he's a kid that does try to do uh, a lot of things different. So uh, I think that's that's going to uh, help him uh, in development. He hasn't had you know super strong season so far. Uh, he, he he's been okay, but he hasn't succeeded in a exceeded expectation so far. Uh, I, I'm waiting to see him explode this season because he, he has it in him. And uh, well, just uh, I talked about the U18 tournament, you know, this spring earlier, and he he was a player, you know, he he was uh, you know a bit so and so in some of the games, but then you know in the medal games he just exploded and he even scored a hat-trick in the final as an underager so he, he he he's a very very good good hockey player and he i think he can um, i think he, he can be he has the potential to be the best forward on, on this uh, swedish team uh yeah okay so just kind of follow up on a point i had earlier so he's got five points in 16 games this season in the shl so yeah. is that lack of production because um well why is that is, is, is it a, a lack of role or, or minutes? Is he playing, you know, five minutes a night or something like that on the fourth line? Is Forlunda not a very good team? Uh, well, Forlunda, first of all, it's a very good team. They're the defending champion and they have a stacked team. It's okay. hard to know, get in ice time there. And I, I see him struggling, you know, to... to uh, transcend his game to to the senior level and on that roster as well uh, like i said he, he likes to be the driver the guys who play with creativity uh when i see him play with uh you know more experienced uh equally as today good players says him you know he, he kind of adjusts more and he he, he doesn't take the same um poised or a leader role as he does in junior so i think it's i'm waiting for him to explode but he hasn't done it yet and he has some have had some injury issues as well so uh he's been okay he's played like a third line role mostly uh not many power play minutes uh so it's a usage th- thing too but uh uh you know i think i think he's been okay he's creating chances uh, I think his underlying numbers are, are good, and he, he scored some goals too. And uh, so he's, you know, uh, he's keeping his track. <laughs> right, and he is a 17-year-old kid yeah. playing pro hockey in the, the SHL. Um, that's yeah, and that's ha- difficult. And if he's had some injuries, we can kind of, you know, okay. 
Yeah, you know, we can overlook his his lack of production during the season so far, but it so it should be really interesting to see what he does in his own peer group then in this tournament, even if he doesn't have a lot. <laughs> Uh, the kind of depth that he would like that some of the other big gun countries have. Um, you have the good players don't, it doesn't matter. Like look what McDavid did in, in Erie when he got there and look what McDavid did in Edmonton when he got there. You know, good players are good players regardless of who's on their team. Uh, so the other player that uh, is draft eligible, that will be in the, in the, the top 10, top five of the draft coming up this year is uh, Alexander Holtz. Uh, another winger. So they're both wingers. Can either of these guys play center? Uh, no, they're they're <laughs> very, very wingers. <laughs> okay. All right. That's too yeah. bad. Uh, so he is uh, also playing in the SHL with Jurgardens. Uh, eight points, 21 games. Um, uh, what's what's your take on, on Holtz? Uh, he started really good. Uh, he also had some injury issues, actually. But he started very good, and it looks, you know, he, he produced uh, more points early on, and then he's had some slumps. But, you know, he he he's a, the same type of player. I think he has e- had an easier uh, route, you know, to to translate to the senior game. He... He, he's a goal scorer. Uh, if he plays with good players, he doesn't have to adjust. It just he, he just goes to his spots and you know he gets open. He shoots his one timers and he creates chances. And he, he really, uh, I think he think he shows poise too. I think he he works hard. Uh, you know, he's just not a goal scorer. He's a good two way player, kind of like Philip Forsberg in style in that way. So. Uh, I, I think I think he, he has been good, you know, but uh, production has slumped a bit. Uh, but same for him, you know, he's only 17. So uh, I think the record for a 17-year-old player is like 20 points or some 21 points or something. Uh, so so it's rare for for kids this young to you know score almost like a point per game or something that's unheard of in, in Swedish hockey so far. So uh, I think he's been pretty good too. He he can also explode, I think, later on in the season, you know, when he develops more and gets even more comfortable. But uh, I think he has been a bit better than Raymond uh, just in the Swedish hockey league. Okay. Um, okay, so they're both wingers. Neither one of those guys can play center. They got a couple other wingers that are... Uh, NHL drafted and fantasy relevant, but let's let's talk about center. Who's who's going to be the number one center on this team? I mean, their options are New York Rangers prospect Carl Henriksen, uh, Winnipeg Jets David Gustafson, Oscar Back, Dallas Stars. Um, no one's jumping out at me off that list as a number one center. Uh, no, I think it's going to be. Uh... Uh, David Gustafson, uh, he's playing in the NHL. Uh, <laughs> I think he has like one assist so far in like 25 games or something. Uh, he's, uh, I think he, if Sweden would have had a strong first line center, he, he would be the second center. You know, he's he's a big uh, center, he's strong, he's going to be dominant, you know, against, uh, I mean, players in his own age. Uh, he has tremendous compete level, you know, he's uh, a leader uh, and all that, you know, a good two-way center, you know, but it doesn't really have the skill. He's more like a net front guy on a power play. He's not the driver on a power play or the setup guy or anything. So, 
he's not the typical first line center, but I think he, he definitely will be the first line center. Uh, I think from experience also, I think he played good. Uh, one of the, you know, one of the positive players last year. So, and then I think Henriksson is going to play uh, with Holson Raymond as he has done in many uh, international tournaments before. So he he adjusts very well to those guys' games. He play also very good two way role. But I think all in all, Sweden has some problem. You know. Uh, uh, if you go like 10 years back or something like that, you know, Sweden was really good at developing centers. You know, you have, uh, you know, Henrik Sederberg, Henrik Sedin, Nicholas Backstrom, those types of centers, you know, but now it's kind of rare for Sweden to forwards, I think, is on the uprise, you know, with the O2s and the O3s and, and those guys coming. But in, in the centermen, they have, have some problem and it will show in this tournament as well. Well, they say uh, defense wins championships, and uh, Sweden's got that covered. Uh, they, I've never heard anyone say centers win championships, but uh, <laughs> it, it is an important position nevertheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, it's really. So that, that could be their Achilles heels. Um, so otherwise, on the, the wing, uh, they'll be looking for players like uh, Nils Hoglander, um, the overage player Samuel Fajamo, and probably Jonathan Bergen. Uh, out of those three players, uh, who do you think, uh, or who do you think is going to be the, the the starting line wingers? If you think that Raymond and Holtz will be on the second line, who's on the first? Uh, definitely Fagimo. I think uh, a good goal scorer likes to create chances. Um, uh, you know, you know, uh, I'd say you know a quantity shooter. You know, he creates chances and chances and, and score goals. I think he he's always produced. You know, when he plays with his age group, and uh, I think he will do so as well. I'm, you know, a bit concerned from him. You know, as a long time prospect, uh, I think he is a top six type player, and I think it's tough to 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 be a top six player in the NHL. I, I'm not certain that. He's that, but he he, ha- he has he has a chance to be that. You know, he's a good goal scorer. Uh, his skating isn't you know super fast, but it, it's okay. So, I, but in this tournament, he, I think I think it will be a good goal scorer. You know, uh, score about I don't know uh, a point per game or something in this tournament. Uh, then, uh, you know, I, I think you know Hoglander and Berggren. Uh, I think you're point on, but it's. One of those two. Uh, I think, you know, if you have Gustafsson and Fagamo, I think you, you're going to need a playmaker. And uh, maybe Bergen is a better playmaker, but Hoaglander is a more exciting player, you know, more creative and uh, scores beautiful goals, uh, pack count, more intense. So, uh, you know, one of those two, I guess, uh, is going to play. Uh, uh, so, but, you know, it's, it's not a... If you look at the best teams like Canada, USA, Russia, I don't think Sweden has a strong first line either. It's just just not not just the centers. So uh, right. Uh, okay, so who's maybe a player on this roster that uh, you know uh, over here in North America we might not be as familiar with that you think has a chance to um, to really impress and make a name for themselves in this tournament. 
Uh, well, I, I said the the defenseman in Norlinder, I think, is going to raise some eyebrows. Uh, at forward, I, uh, maybe a guy like Nikola Pasic. Uh, I had him ranked much higher than he went in the draft. Uh, it was a late-round pick there for New Jersey. Uh, I think he's been almost a point-per-game player in the Al-Svenskan this season. I think he has a lot of upside, uh, great speed. Uh, uh, I, I think he can be a surprise player. Uh, I think Sweden will need some forwards to, to, to really step up. I looked out the team that won uh, last time. It was 2012. Uh, they had a strong defensive group that year as well with John Klingberg, Oscar Kleffbaum. I think Jonas Berdeen was on this team. But um, in uh, the forwards group wasn't all that strong. They had some strong younger players like Philip Forsberg and Mika Sabanijad. But the 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 best point getters on that team was guys guys like Max Freiberg, Sebastian Kohlberg, uh, Ludwig Rensfeldt, and I think Eric Torell is another guy. I think the only one of those four who has played in the NHL is Max Freiberg, and he has like what six NHL games or so, five or six NHL games. So. Uh, th- those four guys had the tournament of their life. And, and I think if Sweden is going to go for gold or make the final here, I think they will need some forwards to you know, play the best hockey of their lives in this tournament. That's awesome that you mentioned Max Freeberg because he, he's a player that I've mentioned, I think, on all of the other World Junior Preview episodes. That <laughs> you know, It's easy to have a tournament where you see a player that you never get to watch and just fall in love with them because they... they, they have this lightning in a bottle experience where they're they're scoring all over the place, they're making plays, they're driving plays, and you fall in love with them. And you, I, I go out of my way to acquire them in, in fantasy hockey. Max Friedberg was has been one of those guys. I <laughs> drafted him in fantasy hockey and held him him on my prospect bench for years until I finally gave up and let go. Uh, but that's interesting that as well that you that you mentioned uh, Nikolai Pashik as as that player. I mean, he's a seventh round, 189th overall, like one of the last players picked in the 19 draft. Um, but he's played for Sweden internationally before World Junior uh, U18s, six points in seven games, uh, 24 points in 28 games uh, this season in uh, Allsvenskan. League, uh, which is which is very good. I'll point a game pretty well, uh, and you know, Lee Prospects has him as dual uh, position center left wing. So can he play center? Yeah, he he can play. I think he will play wing in this tournament. But you know, in junior in his junior team last year, he he played a lot of center, so he he can play center as well. Well, maybe he'll work his way. He's nineteen years old, so. Uh, Maybe there's a chance he could be the the breakout player and the number one center for Sweden. Is is that within the realm of possibility, or am I just making stuff up? <laughs> I I think they're definitely going to play David Gustafsson as the first line center. I think yeah. Passage is is going to be a winger in this tournament. He's going to be a what? Sorry, a winger. Okay. All right. Well, he's definitely someone who you've uh, you've got me a little bit interested in, and someone who I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna look for when watching. Sweden games. Uh, is there anyone else on this roster you think uh, we want to look at? Uh, no, I don't think anyone, you know, uh, I think we mentioned, you know, every interesting player. Uh, right. All right. And then we also got a little bit of bonus draft coverage out of you too with uh, 
with the two guys eligible for uh, for this NHL 2020 draft. It'll go in the top 10. Well, thanks, Jimmy. It's, it's unfortunate this might not be Sweden's year, but, uh, you know, it's a short tournament and anything can happen if their goalie gets really hot. Um, we'll, we'll see what they can do. Uh, they should be just fine in the, uh, in the round robin. And, uh, you know, you got to you got to win three games in the medal round. And if they can, if they can upset someone in the first round, either Canada, Russia, or USA, then, uh, you know, that kind of really changes the outlook, doesn't it? It's like, Hey, hold uh, on a second here. What, what could happen? Yeah. It feels like if they can win the first game is against Finland. If they can win that game, they have a good chance of winning the group, obviously. And <laughs> then they would play the fourth, uh, team on the other group. So, uh, then maybe they have an easier, uh, route to a possible semifinal, but there's. I think it's got to be tough, you know. It's like I said, if, if some players play play their tournament of their life and they have some luck on the way, I, I think they can play a final, you know. With with that defensive core, uh, I think you you always stand a chance, you know. You're not... You, you can't... I think you have a very good chance of controlling a hockey game if you have the best defense. Absolutely. So, uh, so I, it's just a matter of scoring. And I think the same... It was the same thing last year, you know. They they had really good defense that uh, last year as well. So with Eric Brandstrom and uh, and those guys, so uh, it was the same then. So uh, we'll see if they can do better this year. Sounds good to me. Uh, so again, Jimmy Hammerin is a prospect writer for McKean's Hockey. Our very good friends there. Yeah. Follow him on Twitter at Jimmy Hammerin. And uh, and hey, man, if you follow the SHL and uh, and you speak Swedish, uh, Timra Podden, his podcast on Team Timra from the SHL, give it a give it a listen, subscribe, five stars, all that good stuff. Do the same for me. Subscribe to Dauber Prospects. We're everywhere. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, enjoy the World Juniors.